Hello, this is Pastor Mo, Senior Pastor at First Baptist Church of Broussard. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these messages. My hope is that this sermon will be a benefit to your spiritual growth and that you will prayerfully take to heart the contents of this week's message. I also encourage you to pull up the accompanying sermon notes and follow along as you listen. If you have any questions or would like to follow up after the sermon, feel free to contact me or our staff here at First Baptist Broussard. May God bless you as we begin this week's sermon. Well, we welcome you here this first Sunday of the month. If you're new to our church, the first Sunday of every month, we call it First Sunday Priority. And uh, we place uh, in our minds, we ask everyone to reaffirm that God is first place in your life and all that we do. Uh, Our theme for the new year, as the day starts the new year, our theme throughout this year is Vision 2020 where we are seeking to have his mission be our focus. Now, the vision we're talking about here is, uh, is based off of something that is the idea that with this new year that there is a, a new vision, a new thing that God wants us to do. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We need to be looking forward to see what God wants to do here and now. And that's what the word new means. It's not like it's something maybe totally different than what we've done before. But that it's something that is current, that's relevant. That God is moving here and now. God has been moving in this church for over 60 years. 61 to be more exact. Uh, So that's nothing new. But what is new is we want God to move in a new and fresh manner in our hearts in 2020. The past has been great. We've done some great things. But we need to look to this day and look forward to what God has for us and making it a priority to have his vision, uh, 2020 vision, in our hearts and our lives. Now, the 2020 vision I'm talking about is not your eyesight, okay? You need to get your eyes checked. Uh, and, and have good vision. But that's not the 2020 vision we're talking about. We're talking about the year 2020 and catching a vision. Now, what is a vision? The word vision, especially if you're in the business world, you may have a vision statement for your business, or you may have a vision uh, for your future. Uh, but I want to clarify today what, what I'm talking about is a biblical vision, not just vision of the world. That's fine, but we want to look at what biblical vision is. Vision is really a picture of the future that is based on God's promises that produce passion in a person. So you see that the, uh, a vision is based on something that's not just a vision of trying to increase your sales at your business or to grow your, your, your family business in this certain area, but it's, it's seeking God's promises with a passion. This is something, this vision is something not merely that could be done, it is something that should be done, a sense of urgency. And I think that's one thing we need to really reignite here. We, we've, we've done great things and have to continue great things. We've we got four baptized, we've got ten more to go, uh, and we're, we have people visit, join. But we need to reignite our passion and urgency. We have a tendency to believe what the Bible says, know about Jesus, come to church and do those things, but it's just sort of like flatline. You know, we need to to, uh, 
bounced up a little bit like uh, Emerald, the, the, the uh, cook used to say, bam, zap it up a little bit here with, and reignite our passion for his mission and making that our focus. And so that's what we want to focus on today. And unfortunately, some people never see the vision of God and what he wants for us. They're called wanderers. Hopefully none of you are in that camp, but if you are, move on to the next one. Some people see it, but never pursue it on their own. They are followers. Number three is more where we want you to be. Some people see it and pursue it. They are achievers. But we want to move everyone to that fourth level where we see it, we pursue it, and we help others to see it. They are leaders. Part of our focus this year, now our two main focuses are on evangelism and discipleship. That's our key focuses this year, that 2020, the two aspects of evangelism and discipleship. But leadership is a foundation for both of those. We want each and every one of you here to make a commitment to catch a vision of what God can do with you and help you to be a better leader. Now, that may not mean standing up here on the platform or in some public position, but even in, in your family and your ch church and your community, to be a leader where you point people to the vision of who God is and give them that hope and that life. So I encourage you, we're going to be focusing on evangelism and missions with an undercurrent of developing good leaders. Now, just to give you a quick Hebrew lesson this morning, uh, the word vision, because we want to get what the Bible has to say, not just what Webster's Dictionary or uh, the Internet Dictionary has to say, but there are three basic words, which all are from the same root. Chazah. That's the root word from which all the other ones develop. But Chazah, Chazon, and Machazah. Each this the meaning here is of a vision, to behold something, to see it, to perceive it, so you see it's developing, it's more than just seeing something, but it's perceiving it with intent that it's divine communication that you want to perceive. You know, it's good to catch a vision for your, like I said, for your business or your school or for other things in your life, but that's not the vision we're, we're talking about here. We're talking about a, a vision of divine orientation that comes from God, where we seek to look at God and what he has for us and to behold that and to perceive that. It's used over 91 times in the Old Testament alone. Now, the New Testament uses a different word, but it's the same basic purpose of that one. The first place that we find this usage of vision is in Genesis. Right from the, right from the beginning in Genesis 15, we find verse 1. And this is about Abraham. Now, he was actually Abram before he met the covenant with God. Uh, he, he called him Abraham. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And, that, of course, that's the word machazeh, which comes from the root word. Saying, do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward will be very great. So we see that this vision is, from the very beginning, is linked up with God. Linked up with something from God. Not just something that you decide to make up. Not something that, you know, your family or tradition or religion has to do, but what God has to say. And then in the book of Numbers, we come across a, a rather odd fella named Balaam. 
You may not be familiar with Balaam, but you probably heard the old saying about uh, a donkey talking. Well, this was the, the passage after this is where Balaam's donkey uh, talked because Balaam was a little disobedient. But he was also obedient. Now, that's where the problem comes in. A lot of us become like Balaam. We want to do what God says. We understand that, but we don't always follow through on it. And we have a tendency to, to uh, like in his case, he, uh, he had a little under-the-table dealings uh, to say, won't you curse our enemies and bless us? That was what he was being paid for. Now, as a genuine prophet of God, you don't, you don't, you don't take money to say certain things. You know, you know, it's not, not, not the way it's done. But he was saying the oracle of him, and this is of Balaam, who has heard the word of God. So we're establishing that this is the word of God that we're basing upon. And knows the knowledge of the Most High, who sees, and that's the word, the vision, this word, Kazah and Machazah, both of them are used here together, seeing and beholding of the Almighty. And the result is that he falls down in worship and prostrate. Yet his eyes were open. Now, again, it, it's, it gets a little wordy in there in some sense, but the, the, the flow here is, is that it's something from God that is made known. We are to perceive that, we're to look to that, and we are in honor and worship to bow down before that, before the, the vision of the Almighty God. But the purpose of bowing down, even if you say close your eyes in prayer, is not to, to block, out, block out anything, but to actually have your spiritual eyes open. That's what I want for us to do is have our spiritual eyes open to God and his vision for us and so that we can understand that once we catch a vision of who he is, perceive his communication, we then will understand his mission. And that can be our focus, which is our main on that one in that area. All right. A couple of verses that kind of worked out this idea of revelation. We're just going to do a few of them before we go to our closing points. Proverbs 29, 18, probably one of the most familiar passages to many of you about this theme. Where there is no vision or revelation, the people will perish or wander astray. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. So the Bible teaches us here and in other passages that God has a vision and purpose for us. And that it's for our best and our benefit to do that. Why? Well, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 works that out. Jeremiah says, I know the plans. Uh, no, I mean, God says this to Jeremiah. God says, I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So see, what I'm trying to help you to do is to get, dig a little deeper here, to get a better understanding. A lot of times we kind of like just the facts. Give us the, 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 the crust, you know, the, uh, the cream on the top. And we want to get a better understanding. I want you to know the biblical understanding. Of, that this is important. It's a key passage, key teaching. God has a vision for us. He wants us to, to reveal things to us. And we should look to him because his plans are for our welfare, to bless us. He's not out there to curse us. He's not out there to punish us. Even though if we commit sin, the, punish, the sin has a punishment of 
as punishment associated with that. But that's not God necessarily punishing you. It's just your sin. You know, no matter what you do, sin is going to have its result. God wants to give you vision, direction. So he wants to give you vision. It's for you good, but we've got to do something. And this last verse here, you probably, most of you know it, so if you, you can read it, read it, if not, quote it with us. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So that's what we want to do is to catch a vision of what God, the good things God, the great mighty things God wants us to do. But we've got to trust in him. That means we've got to follow through and look at those things. Okay, so to summarize Biblical vision, and this is the definition that, uh, that I'm working off of, is seeing, beholding, and perceiving the divine communication, which is God's word and his will, with the intention to trust and follow through on that communication. Most all of you here have read the Bible or read the Bible on a fairly often basis. You probably know all the facts. You're pretty knowledgeable about those things. But just having an awareness and a knowledge about something is not having a vision of what it means and how it does. We read the scriptures. We understand what it is. We study it, but with the intent, not just to stuff more knowledge in our brains, but to help us to be better disciples in order to reach people and evangelize people. So we have to have an intention to trust and to follow through on that. Now, I'm going to give you three quick things, and we're going through them pretty quickly because I'm really, this is sort of just an introduction today, and next Sunday is sort of too, but I'll kind of flesh it out more next week because uh, I want to leave plenty of time for our uh, observance of the Lord's Supper here. First of all, what do we need to get a vision of? Well, number one, of who God is. Now, many of you have heard of Rudyard Kipling the famous author, he wrote, he said, there are six uh, fellows that help me in everything that I do. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. And so that's six of them. But you guys are so smart today, I'm only going to give you three because I know you're going to catch it with just three. We're going to start off with who, who God is. Well, Genesis 1 says he's the creator. John 4 says that he is spirit, that he deserves to be worshipped. 1 John 4, 16 shows us that God is love. So we have this vision of the creator, spirit, truth God who loves us. And then in Colossians, we have sort of the fulfillment of the, the fullness of the vision. As ye, have, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. For in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So we find here this vision, this creator spirit God of truth who loves us. And he has fulfilled his manifestation and his revelation to us is Jesus Christ. Jesus is really the, the vision of, of, of God. His, he's that communication. He is the source. We must look to Jesus and see him and understand what he is because it is through Jesus Christ that we are able to catch this vision of who God is. And then that leads us to a vision of why. Why is the next one. Why Jesus came. Well, Matthew 121, we read this during our Advent Christmas season. He came to save his people from their sins. Why? 2.11 says he is the Savior. John 3.16, 
Read this with me, would you please? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There is no shadow of a doubt that Jesus came. His mission was to save humanity. That's the bottom line. If you put anything else above that, then you're missing the point. He came to save people. So remember, we're trying to catch a vision, a perception of who God is in his communication to us. And of course, Jesus is that perfect communication. And if his mission was salvation and saving people, does it not take no sense at all to figure out that we are to have that same mission? of saving people. That's our purpose. Your purpose is not to be the best wife or husband or mother or father or student or worker. It's, that's not your purpose. As noble as those are, and you should strive to be the best. But what your purpose is, is to take the vision of Jesus Christ and of his saving power and to reach the world and help them to become followers of Christ summarized by evangelism and discipleship. Now, we want, I want to add in an attitude that needs to come and a motivation for that from Mark 6.34. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He began to teach them many things. So this saw is this kind of same word as this vision. He saw people through the eyes of God himself, who he was, he, he looked upon them with that godly vision, that insight. He looked upon people the way God wants us, he, he sees us. And he had compassion on them. And the word compassion means with passion. That's the breakdown of it. That's why I mentioned we need to re-energize and reignite our passion for God's work. Our passion for his church here in Broussard and our ministry. We can't just come and enjoy some songs and message and a little fellowship. It needs to be more than that. We've got to commit ourselves to seeing that vision of God and following through on that. And then lastly, a vision of what we should do. So we've got the who, God, the why uh, of Jesus uh, and, and why he came. And now what should we do based upon that divine revelation of who God is and of what Jesus has said and done, that should give us clarity, clear vision, 2020 vision, about what our mission and our focus should be. Now, I'm going to work this out next week, so I'm not going to go into it very much. But as you walk out from our church on that right-hand side of the wall, you see these three things. This is our, uh, our purpose and strategy statement. Proclaiming God's love through evangelism and mission. Celebrating God's love through worship and fellowship. Applying God's love through discipleship and ministry. And really what we want to do is to catch a vision of what we should be doing in these three areas. Everything we should do should fall under these three areas. Of course, there are six strategies to do that, but the three areas are proclaiming, celebrating, and applying God's love. We need to keep that in mind. And then as you walk further, go out the door, you see our vision statement. And if you can read that, read it with me. Encouraging a personal relationship with God by making disciples for Christ in Broussard, Acadiana, and the world.
So that's our vision statement of what we should do. And these I'm just going to show you because they're very straightforward. If you're going to catch this vision, we need to seek God as our priority. We need to make him first place in our life. We need to look to Jesus, as this person said, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, having our eyes open, enlightened. We want to pray for God to enlighten us to a vision. And we need to show compassion like Jesus did. He showed compassion. We repeat that same verse there, with compassionate hearts. If we come to church and we don't show compassion, we're not honoring God and we're not following through on the vision of God. We must have that passion. And then lastly is to share the gospel. We need to be sharing the gospel. That's all of it. So you, you know what, we can see who God is, what Jesus come, why he came, but we need to do something about that. And that's where you have to come in and make that decision to follow through uh, on the purpose of loving God, loving one another, our vision of a relationship. So we understand our purpose, our vision, but what is your decision? And that's what we want to move into now. I ask you to uh, bow your heads and kind of close your eyes and reflect upon what uh, has been sung about today, what I've said, what most importantly, what was read from the scriptures. And just make a choice to ask God to reveal his vi the vision of who he is of why Jesus came. And to get a vision of what you need to be doing for him. <clears throat> if you're a Christian here this morning, hope that you will, where you are, pray, maybe kneel, come in the altar to pray, talk to Pastor Adam and I. But to pray for God to reignite the passion of the mission of God. Catching a vision of that and making it your focus. It's going to take every one of us here doing our part with passion if we're going to reach this community for Christ. We've got to step out. We've got to make that decision. This is Pastor Moke again. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this sermon. Maybe something you've heard of the message or read of the notes has challenged your thinking about your faith. If so, our staff is here to help in whatever way we can. Or if you prefer, check out the Faith Life tab located on our homepage at www.fbcbroussard.com. There you can find answers about salvation, spiritual growth, and getting plugged into a local church. And don't forget to check out the other sermons in this series as well. May God bless you.